You're listening to the DNB Supply Show podcast, your number one resource for living the country lifestyle. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, coming to you from my place in the country to yours. Well, today we are going to be talking all about spring fashion trends. Now, I've got to tell you, I was really out of my element in this episode. My fashion sense is not good. So, I try to joke around a little bit to make light of the fact that I have no fashion sense, but I truly learned a lot in this episode about fashion and about, you know, the interesting part about how buyers go about picking out what clothes to put out on the 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 floor of the store, whether it be work clothing or fashion clothing or whatever it may be. And it was a very interesting behind-the-scenes look at things that you don't necessarily ever think about when you go into shop for clothes. So I hope you enjoy getting to hear from a couple of our experts at DNB Supply all about how this process gets done. Joining us today on the DNB Supply Show is Catherine Fisk, the clothing buyer for DNB Supply, as well as Teresa Crawford, the DNB Supply footwear buyer. So Catherine and Teresa, welcome, and thank you very much for coming on today. Hello. 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 Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Happy to have you both and really looking forward to finding out a lot about what I don't know. And so we're going to get into that interview here in a second. But I want to preface this with a question that you both can kind of give some consideration throughout this interview. And here's here's the real question. Can you make me look good? Because I have no fashion sense. So just <laughs> we'll hold that one for later. But we'll we'll figure out if you guys can make me look good. But Anyway, we'll, we'll hold that one for later. But uh, you know what I'd like to do is kind of introduce you both to the audience and just let them know who they're, who they're listening to. And I guess we'll start with Teresa. Teresa, would you like to kind of let us all know who you are and what you do? Sure. My name is Teresa Crawford, and I currently am buying footwear for D&D Supply. I buy the footwear and the different accessories in the footwear department. I've been with D&D for going on seven years now. Before that, I worked out of Portland at a sporting goods store called G.I. Joe's. Uh, some people may be familiar with that. We mm-hmm. had a store in Nampa for a short period of time. My background in footwear is just a family shoe store. Grew up fourth-generation shoe brat, so have had a lot of experience in the footwear industry and seeing the different trends and the different styles and, and how those all work and fit and the different things that go into shoes and feet and footwear so okay oh well thank you and i've heard of a military brat i've never heard of a shoe brat what is a shoe brat well just i like said i grew up in the back room of the shoe store so i my great-grandfather had a shoe store my grandfather had a shoe store my father had a shoe store and i grew up at the the back room of the shoe store so i guess it's kind of where you grow (laughs) up right (laughs) i guess so well how interesting so you're the fourth generation involved in footwear in your family Very fun. Well, how lucky are we to have you to talk about footwear? So that is great. We'll get into that in here in a second. And Catherine, we'd love to hear from you as well. Well, thanks. My name is Catherine Fisk, and I've been with DMB about four and a half years. I've been a buyer for almost three years now. And kind of like Teresa, I kind of grew up with my background being just, I grew up in Idaho. I am born and raised here Mm -hmm. in Emmett, went to school in northern Idaho, I moved around for a while, came home, and I have three kids, and my family's crazy all the time, and I was fortunate enough to have this opportunity come my way. So I I studied fashion at University of Idaho, and it felt it fit the, the need here for D&B. So I feel like 
being part of the community and growing up here, I have a lot of insight into what the old co-ops used to bring to the table. It's a lot of fun for me to have all these rural areas that we serve and be able to bring them some things that they were not able to have for a while. So, Excellent. Well, it's my pleasure to have you both on the show. And I'm actually, all joking aside from my, my initial question, I'm actually very eager to find out a lot about this because it's interesting to me, but it's something I don't know anything about. So let's take a quick break and come back and you can start teaching me all about this. Know what boots work as hard as you do? Georgia Boots, available to try on for size at D&B Supply. If you're on your feet all day, Georgia Boots knows the feeling. That's why they've designed exclusive comfort systems that cushion and support down to the bottom of your soles. While on the surface, they shield you from tough conditions with one of the most durable leathers out there. See why they earned the nickname of America's Hardest Working Boots and pick up a pair of Georgia Boots at your favorite D&B Supply. Hamilton Carhartt started sweating the details back in 1889. Carhartt started to stitch together workwear made to stand up to steel, smoke, and the Industrial Revolution. Ever since, Carhartt gear has survived in the most rugged corners of the world and thrived in the harshest conditions at work or home. In 1959, a couple of fellas named Dutch and Bud set up their first supply shop in Idaho to outfit people in the West with only the best. When you need the stuff of legends, even just to make it through the workday, stop in for some Carhartt at your favorite D&B Supply. All right, well, now that we're back, I am ready to learn. So I guess, in, in Teresa or Catherine, whoever wants to take this question first, or if you both want to take parts of it, you know, you just feel free. But really, my first question is, what types of clothing and footwear does D&B sell? And, and maybe to, maybe a better way to phrase that is, what market segments do we serve? Well, I'll run with this a little bit, Teresa. Uh, I think we serve a, a more of a variety of markets than sometimes people realize at D&B. We, you know, we're known for Western culture and, and providing lifestyle pieces for the Western culture. But we have insane, great workwear, wonderful fashion goods. We service a wide variety of people at the stores, and sometimes they don't even realize it unless they've come in looking for some type of Western thing. I think that's where we initially started, you know, mm-hmm. so people lean that way. But we have such a variety. It's it's always surprising, really fun to hear from our clients and our so the people coming in to our customers when they come in and say, wow, I had no idea that you guys had this type of product or this or, you know, all these different things. I know Teresa has specific categories too, but it's a pretty wide range. Do you agree, Teresa? Yes. I mean, I think that I hear that a lot too. People come in and say, well, I didn't expect to see that at D&B. And I think that we are a farm and ranch store, so people know us for, you know, the feed and the fencing and things like that. Mm -hmm. But then we, of course, have all of the, you know, muck boots and the cowboy hats and things that would go along with being able to do your work on your farm or your ranch. But I think that our markets like Meridian and Boise have expanded to the point now where, you know, even though you're working on your farm or your ranch during the day, you still want to go into Boise and go out at night and look good. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be a cowboy. And we offer a lot of things that are kind of outside of that typical farm and ranch cowboy box for people who want to just go out and have fun and look good and have a great night on the town as well. Yeah, absolutely. I I love it because... I, well, I was just in D&B in Meridian this afternoon. I needed another pig feeder because our pig numbers are growing on our place. So I came in and I bought another double-barreled pig feeder for a separate pen we have. 
But whenever I run into DNB, if I need something, because I'm not a big shopper when it comes to clothes, but when it comes to farm stuff, I am. So when I run into DNB, I know I can run over and I can find myself some nice shirts, some good work clothes, new pants if I need it, new boots. And honestly, anymore, I probably buy 95% of my clothes just at DNB Supply. That's what we like to hear, Matt. That's a good thing. <laughs> well, it's a it's a great thing for me because it makes life easy. I, you know, me personally, I don't want to go on a big shopping outing for clothes. For me, it's much easier just when I come into town because I have to come and get something to, to go over through the clothing section and pick up what I need. And I always find great stuff. So you guys are obviously doing a great job because I am. I joke about my fashion style, which is not much of a joke. I don't have much fashion sense, but I am outfitted by DNB, so I probably can't go wrong just buying what what you both are choosing. Now, I wanted to ask. Yeah, we won't steer you wrong. <laughs> I I know I know. Now I wanted to ask. So Teresa and Catherine, are you responsible for purchasing the clothing, not just for kind of the more fashionable clothing, but also the workwear as well? I'm. This is Catherine. I'm responsible for purchasing all of the clothing. So it okay. could be workwear, fashion, camo, kids, scrubs. We kind of, we, we aim to be like a one-stop shopping place. You know, we do have, you know, stores in rural areas where we are the only store. Mm-hmm. So we like to have all of those things available for people like you. When you come in and you're like, I'm here to do this. I'd really like to just take care of these things. And I have to go out to dinner and I have, you know, I need some new shoes and we strive to do that. So, yeah, I do buy all of those categories and Teresa buys all of the footwear categories. Okay. Now, how do you determine what work clothes to be purchasing? So I guess we'll start with work clothes and then we'll kind of work our way into fashion. But how do you determine what, you know, let's say we're, well, we're coming up here on spring. So how do you determine what work clothes you want to stock in the store or what work footwear you want to stock in the store for this coming spring? Well, I know I'm... Go ahead, Teresa. Okay, well, I can kind of answer. I mean, like right now, we're looking at spring. So we know that certain things are going to happen in the spring. You know, the weather's going to get a little bit warmer. People are going to be outside doing more outdoor activities. So for spring, I'm really looking at things like some of the rubber boots because we know irrigation gets started. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at hiking footwear because people are going to start to get out and want to get out into the outdoors and hike and and do things outside. And we're looking at, you know, obviously nothing insulated. So some of the unlined leather products in the spring, we also have like fireman training in the Meridian area. So there's certain events that happen throughout our communities that we're aware of just over the years of being involved in our communities. And so what we do is kind of match that up. And it's going to be, you know, weather trends or, like I said, a big training class at the fireman school or things like that that we are always preparing for. Okay. And how about clothing? In clothing, it's similar as far as for workwear. You know, as Teresa said, we've been in business since 1959 at DMB, so we have a long, long sales history that we can always look back on. And um, we mix that with the weather trends and try to find the the right fits for that. You know, we have a lot of, you know, just the, the things we've had for year after year after year that people count on. Mm-hmm. And then we try to find new, you know, there's a lot of new technology out there for the guys who are interested in that. And then we've got to make sure we have the Steady Eddie product for the guys who don't want to change. So there's, you know, kind of that fine line there. So we have a wonderful 
team that helps us put our data together and we take a look at that and combine it with weather trends and then just go for it. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, let's take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I want to ask you more about how you figure out which particular items of workwear you're going to carry in the store. Good nutrition can mean the difference between best in show and better not go. So how can you make sure your future prize winning livestock is getting exactly what it needs to succeed? Seasoned showmen and women use Neutrina Show Edge. Neutrina Show Edge provides a simple program that gives you the edge in the ring so you can focus on what it takes to be a winner. Neutrina Show Edge livestock feeds and supplements available at your local D&B supply. A well-worn pair of Danner boots has become a hallmark for hard-working and hard-playing people in the West, and everywhere else for that matter. Find your next pair of long-lasting, great-looking, made-in-the-USA Danner boots at D&B Supply. Hold a Danner boot in your hand, and you'll notice the handcrafted precision. Try it on, and you'll feel the difference. Test it against the elements, and you'll appreciate the value of a product that's built to last. From classic hiking boots to handcrafted work boots to fashion-forward looks to fit your daily life, stop on by D&B Supply to try Danner boots on for size all right well now that we're back uh, you know you prompted a question in my mind right there Catherine, that i wanted to ask you about so how much does customer feedback factor into what workwear products stock again next year versus things that uh, you don't want to get rid of because people are are really using them or they're really praising them yeah customer feedback is huge for me i love hearing from customers and i really enjoy working on the floor. I don't get as much of an opportunity to do that as I used to, but I really love working on the floor and, and hearing the things because I have the opportunity when I'd go and buy these things to talk to designers and to talk to different people and to share their knowledge with the people actually making the product. So if I'm hearing a lot of buzz about a certain type of sweatshirt that would really do well or whatever, I'm going to, number one, I'm going to find it and get it in the stores. Mm-hmm. Because I can do that. But the other side of it, too, is I can try to help some of those brands, you know, evolve a little bit into where the the customers are looking at, too. You know, the things that they really want and need in products. Okay. And is it kind of the same for footwear, Teresa? Yeah, we really try to keep in close contact with our department leads in each store. We have meetings and get their feedback because they're face-to-face with customers every day. And like Catherine said, we don't get to be down in the stores working with customers directly as often as we'd like to, Mm -hmm. but we certainly have staff on hand that does. Um, So if they're hearing, you know, gee, I had three customers that came in and they're looking for this brand of shoes or they're looking for this type of product, then they share that to us. And we have a very open communication between the stores and our desk. And then that kind of sends us on the hunt. And if we can't find it, then we do get to deal with the designers and say, hey, you know, we are getting calls for this. And maybe somewhere else in the world, other people are getting calls for this too. And maybe this is a product that you should look into making. Really? So the the genesis of a new product that might be very useful to somebody working you know, an industry or on a farm or whatever it may be, that can actually come from the floor on one of our stores. A lot of the time. I, I, we just recently got back from a show and I was really excited to see, and it was two years ago that we really brought it to these, this manufacturer's attention mm-hmm. that with um, some high-vis uniforms and, and different products, they could really utilize, you know, using darker colors on the bottom and making them reversible so that they can wear them more than just to work. And all of a sudden, this year, they had a whole line of that. 
where they could really transition those products. I was thrilled because we'd had a lot of conversations about it. Very interesting. Well, let me ask you this. So, you know, we're kind of talking about the workwear side of things right now and 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 how that all develops and how that all comes about. But let's talk about the fashion side of things because you can't help but notice when you walk into D&B that there is some really, really nice clothing and some really nice boots and footwear in there. And it's very noticeable to me when I come in with my wife and my daughter because it's like a magnet <laughs> right over to to all of that. So I wanted to ask you about that. And, and I truly know nothing about this, so I'm fascinated to learn. But how does D&B determine what fashion trends to follow? And, and when does that, I guess, when does that season, if that, for lack of a better term, when does that season begin? Well, the season never ends. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, we go to market. I meet with, we go to market two times a year. And we're usually buying about a year in advance. So those trends are already moving that direction okay. in a year in advance. The other thing, you know, I know we watch, I watch people. I like to look at people and every trend is different geographically. So that's where... For me, that's where I get a lot of inspiration as I look around when I go to rodeos or when I go to the mall and I look at what people are wearing and what age demographics are wearing what. And so then, you know, you go to these shows and you have the opportunity to find those trends and mm-hmm. put them into your store. Okay. If that makes sense. I know it's confusing. No, absolutely. And, and Teresa, I wanted to ask you about this as well. So, for example, you see the changes in boots from the rounded toe to the flat toe and things like that. Is there, and, and I'm talking about the really nice boots, is there a, is that all generated from some practical standpoint somewhere and that leads into the fashion side of things or is it, does it work in the reverse? It's kind of the reverse. I think that what, you know, like Catherine was saying, we travel to buying markets twice a year and we see things like for us, we're greatly influenced by, you know, Dallas and some of the really big Texas shows and things like that. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of really Nashville and, you know, those are those trends start and, you know, we're never going to be like the super high fashion capital of the world, but you definitely will see those trends. And then how do we translate that to make it make sense to our customers? And like where everything was kind of round toe boots, round toe boots, round toe boots, then the square toes started coming through and it started off as a fashion trend. And I think, you know, what you see in fashion is if this season everything's low, next season everything's high, whether that's heel heights or hem lengths or, you know, different things, because they're always wanting to do something new and fresh and different, keep it interesting, mm-hmm. but certain things kind of stick around, like, you know, you go from a pointy toe boot to a square toe boot, and all of a sudden, the guys are going, hey, wow, these are just more comfortable, so it kind of goes from being a fashion trend to a, a function in everybody's yeah, like wardrobe. Fashion because, function. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Interesting. So now you're mentioning the two the two shows that you go to to kind of feel these trends out and see what's coming. Where do you go? Well, we just, we have gone to Dallas. We, we actually went to three, we're going to three shows this spring. We go to Denver to the WISA show. We also attend a show and we just returned from in Minnesota called the Mid-States show. And then we go down to Las Vegas for more of a fashion show called Magic. Interesting. Okay. And, and when Mark Schmidt was on the show, he was talking about uh, the NFR and the Cowboy Christmas and saying that a lot of trends are noticeable and and things start to come out of there. Yes. 
That's one of the best shows for people watching. (laughs) (laughs) I go down there for a pre-line with Wrangler. And like I said, I'm buying for products that are 10 months out. So I'm buying for the next holiday season. And it's fun to see where they've come, you know, what, where they're leading. And you can tell that with a lot of the people because at NFR, that's where game, it's game on. They put on their best of the best at that specific rodeo. Okay. So, uh, Teresa and Catherine, both of you, I'm getting the feeling that when it comes to Western fashion trends here in Oregon and in Idaho, what we're seeing here is a result of what's happening, it sounds like, in Texas and in Nashville. Am I hearing that right? Definitely. Okay, so that... Yeah, that tends to be where a lot of the start. You know, of course, we're also seeing things from you know, New York and L.A. and a lot of the other urban fashions as well. So it's, you know, we, we tend to focus on Western fashion because that's kind of our business and our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But there's elements, I think, of some of the urban fashion that plays into that. And that's kind of where you get that little bit of crossover. So it's not like just for cowboys. And that's where we like to have, you know, we, we're kind of in a unique area in the Northwest because we do have the, the Western influence, like Teresa said, but we also have a big outdoorsy influence. You know, we have so many outdoor brands that mm-hmm. are located right here, and we love to mesh those two. Yeah, very interesting. Now, what, what local brands do we carry? Local, like Northwest? Yeah. Well, Columbia, and as, if you're asking for clothing, we have Columbia is one of the big ones that we have here. We will be bringing in a new brand. I don't know if I'm at liberty to say what it is yet this fall, which is located in Park City, Utah. We're okay. really excited to bring that up. And we we are able to engage in some branding that is kind of exclusive to the West that people in the Midwest don't really recognize, but we do. So okay. it's really, it's fun for our stores to be able to have that in there. Sure. Okay. Well, on the work side, we carry the White's Boots, the right out of Spokane. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Danner there out of Portland. Then we have other brands like Merrill's, not based in the Northwest, but they have a big office in the Northwest area. We also have the Columbia Footwear, and like Catherine had mentioned. And then we do like little local things, like we do open offs, and they're at Apex, Idaho. And we're one of their big supporters as well. So if we can find local, and I think like we're doing a little bit of the Cryptech camo. Yeah, the Cryptech. They're right here in Eagle, yes. right? Mm-hmm. We've done great with them. Wonderful. Exciting to have it in the stores. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. All right, well, let's do this. When we come back from our break, I want to ask you about what we should be on the lookout for fashion when it comes to spring 2017. Does that sound okay? Sure. All right, we'll be right back. Know how to work it on and off the job? Wear Dickies with jeans, pants, shirts, and more made for all you hardworking, good-looking types. Find what's fit to be worn at D&B. Since 1922, Dickies has been making it work with denim and other duds that go the distance. These days, Dickies comes in all fits, fabrics, styles, and sizes. But one core thing holds true. They sure do hold up. When you want to wear it well without wearing it out, pick up some Dickies at D&B Supply. Say you were to ride off into the sunset. Ideally, what kind of boots and clothes would you be wearing? For horseback riders of all styles, nothing beats the look and performance of Ariat. Available at D&B Supply. 
Everyone from famous rodeo cowboys to country music legends to equestrian Olympians turn to Ariat with confidence. You can count on them too. Think of Ariat as your ultimate riding companion for the life and times in the West. When you need to better outfit your ride with Ariat, stop on by your favorite D and B supply. All right. Well, we're back, everybody, and let's start with Teresa this time. Teresa, I want to ask you. So, spring 2017 is here. So what should we be looking for in our D&B supply stores in terms of, of new trends, new fashion? Okay, so for spring, obviously, we're going to have sandals. I still see that we're selling a lot of little thongs and flip-flops. So I'll have everything from like a Teva, more outdoor, kind of a, just a soft EVA flat with a nylon strap to some things from BOC or Skechers that will be a little bit higher. Wedges are still real popular. One thing that we're seeing that's a little bit different than what we have seen in the past is loafers, little slip-on casual shoes. Uh So we have some from Ariat and Sanook, and those will have fabric and stripes and patterns and things. Um, And I think a lot of that's driven by the Twisted X kind of casual moccasins that have been coming on real strong in the market. And then we're seeing color, like pops of blue and green and pink, some bright neon color and in ladies especially we're seeing cheetah prints so you'll see some cheetah prints on stuff this summer as well really cheetah prints okay cheetah prints are a big deal <laughs> all right well i'm looking forward to that and Catherine, how about with clothes you know clothes are spring is sprung so we'll have all the latest and greatest from everyone i am seeing a big trend and it's been going on but We'll have plenty of it at DMB with the boho styles. Fringe is still hugely popular in both Western and crossing over into fashion styles. The other big thing is athleisure. That's what they're calling everything that's just our favorite comfortable clothes that we like to wear Mm -hmm. everywhere. So we'll have some athleisure in our stores that we have had. I think that's one of the surprising categories that people are always like, oh, I had no idea you had this cool thing or this thing. So we'll have a lot of comfortable, you know, kick around clothes. We we are embracing the outdoors and doing all those things. And along with that, you know, shirts that have SPF. And I'm really very conscious of having that coverage for our customer because mm-hmm. they do work outdoors and, and they're in the outdoors a lot. So a lot of our clothing is going to have SPF already in it. It should be marked and detailed. And a lot of really fun interesting styles on denim for women it's part either it's really cleaned up or it's really destroyed so it's a lot there's a lot of really fun things that'll be coming into the stores i think that consumers will get a big kick out of it and men's is still pretty traditional but there's a lot of crossover into technical fabric and moisture wicking as well as spf fabrics for shirts okay for guys working out on the ranch and really taking care of themselves Okay. And you know, I wanted to ask you about that. I noticed the other day a hooded sweatshirt by Carhartt that's called a rain defender or something like that. Yes. And so is that supposed to be a waterproof hooded sweatshirt? You know, it is. It's kind of a crazy thing. I know sometimes people will look at some of these products and I'm I'm excited you even noticed that. <laughs> but but it has coating on there that repels water. So on a lot of those things, if they say rain defender, they are made with a coating that will defend the rain. It'll roll right off of there. You could pour a water bottle on there and it'll roll right off of there. You know, after a certain period of time, 
you know, if you wash it 40 times, mm-hmm. it may not defend the rain anymore. So it is a coating, but yes, it will repel the rain. So if you bought that sweatshirt and you're like, hey, I'm out on my four-wheeler, got caught in a rainstorm, you're going to stay dry. It's not waterproof, but it's water resistant. And you wouldn't think it from the fabric, but that more and more fabrics are coming out that are water resistant, you know, lighter weight, more durable. It's just crazy. And tons of them have a lot of the men's fabrics we're seeing in denim are gearing towards stretch fabrics. So the guys will have more flexibility in their pants. Mm -hmm. So we're really excited for the guys who are working so hard out there, you know, that you're going to be really comfortable this year. I think it should be great. <laughs> that would be great. Well, let me ask you both. So, how do you how do you serve both ends? Meaning, there's always new fashion trends coming about, and there's there's new things, new and improved products for workwear and things like that. But I, my assumption would be, and you correct me if I'm wrong, that DNB has customers who have been customers for twenty, thirty, forty years who kind of want to come in and just get the same thing they've always got. They're very traditional or They've they've kind of settled on a, a a look or a type of clothing, and they want to come in and get that. Do do we continue to carry things for for those customers as well? Absolutely. That's you know we're not we want to take care of our customers. They're the backbone of who we are, and we're excited for new customers to come in too. So, I had a, a vendor do an il- interesting illustration of different types of people that fit those different demographics. And we definitely have those core customers is what we refer to them as the people who want to just walk in and go, I want five pairs of that. I don't want to talk about anything else. And we love those customers and we appreciate them. But we also, you know, have the opportunity to expand what they have a little bit and enlighten maybe their grandson when he's in there shopping with them and let him see that we have other opportunities there. Okay. I think, that's really true in footwear. We have a lot of guys that, you know, get their favorite pair of work boots or hikers and they come in and they just want another pair of these and they point to what's already on their feet or they show the label on the back of their jeans or whatever. And so we absolutely make sure that we have our basic inventory to support our core customers and we're very aware of that on the buying side. But, you know, those guys may want to try something new and like Catherine was saying, there are so many new technologies that, you know, yeah, they may have always worn these jeans, but these came out and they have this little bit of stretch or they have this little bit of sun protection or they have this little added feature. And, you know, there's guys that are like, all right, I'll give it a try. And, you know, maybe they'll find something new that they love even more. Mm-hmm. Got it. Now, as we know, our bodies tend to change a little bit. Oh, no way. <laughs> 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 so, you know, the nice part is, is all the vendors are trying to accommodate that. And I think it's wonderful. So we've given a lot of customers a lot more comfort Okay. by evolving them a little bit. Now, do the two of you work with the employees in the stores who are on the floor on educating them about, I guess, the usefulness of these different articles of clothing and, and the way the fashion works and how it all goes together and things like that? We do as much as we physically can. You know, we, we're quite busy putting our orders together. Fortunately, our management team has put together a really great system of educating the employees where we have different vendors who give them educational videos to teach them about it oh, so that okay. more people can be reached. Since we have 13 stores, it's difficult for them to get to every location or for Teresa and I too. So we have a system where they can you know, take these different informational videos and really learn all the technical aspects of certain products. Okay. Yes. And 
The videos work really great. We also have great support from our vendors. Yeah. So the manufacturers will come and you know we'll talk about like what our offering will be. And a lot of the times our manufacturers, since they're already traveling and they're driving past our stores, they'll stop in and they'll work with our staff. So they do get that one-on-one direct from the manufacturers. And we've even taken a small group up to Spokane and gone through the White Factory. So we actually were able to see the production of the product from start to finish. And I think that really helps when you're dealing with something like a white boot that is, you know, it's a $400 plus boot and just knowing why it costs that much. And, you know, once you see the process of how they're made, you're like, wow, those are pretty inexpensive. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, good. Well, let's take our final break here. And then when we come back, I want to ask you about some community outreach that we've done at D&B, uh, specifically involving clothing. Great. Thank you. Is your dog's true nature shining through, along with a shiny coat, too? Find out by filling up your pet's bowl with Purina One True Instinct dog food, available at D&B Supply. Purina One True Instinct gets back to nature and back to basics. Inspired by your dog's gut instinct to naturally choose nutrient-dense food, the expert nutritionists at Purina One developed a recipe that puts pure protein front and center. Let your dog's coat shine through by dishing out Purina One True Instinct dog food, available at your favorite d and Supply. During calving season, your livestock operation really comes alive. On your ranch, be born ready with Powder River Livestock Handling Equipment, available at D&B Supply. For almost 80 years, Powder River has stood out as leaders in the livestock handling field with continuous equipment innovation to help ranchers work up close with their livestock safely and with minimal stress. To bring your calves into the world, then bring them up right, stop on by select D&B Supply stores for Powder River Livestock Handling handling equipment well all right and Teresa or Catherine now that we're back whoever wants to jump in on this one or if you both do please go ahead but I know that in the past few years DNB has outfitted several make-a-wish kids and I wanted to ask what your favorite memory has been when partnering up with that organization Teresa go ahead <laughs> you want to go first yeah. <laughs> So I know that we have outfitted a couple of Make-A-Wish kids, and it's really been great just to see how much of an impact we can have on their lives. I mean, you are able to do something for someone, and I think that that's just part of what DMV does. I mean, we're part of our communities, and we want to support the people in them. And a lot of times, these little girls come in, and they've got, you know, their mom, and then all these people are just treating them like a movie star, and Mm -hmm. sometimes it's a bit overwhelming for them. But when you see them, and they have, you know, their outfits, and they have their, you know, their new hat and their new boots and and things like that, just the confidence that they have now to be able to go to the event or whatever they're getting ready for and how happy they are and how much that kind of uplifts them from what could be a pretty depressing place. It's just really great to be able to have that kind of impact on somebody's life. Yeah. That is the truth. And I think that our stores just bent over backwards to, you know, we have a really great, like I said, the ownership of our company is their theory is to treat them right, make them feel like queens, make them feel like kings. We, we want you to walk out of there feeling the best you've ever felt. And we've had the opportunity to do that with Make-A-Wish Foundation. We also had the opportunity to participate in the Pink on the Dirt and, and outfit a, quite a few survivors. And it was wonderful because, you know, there's insecurities that come with that when you're in a fashion show and you're trying to put things out there. And mm-hmm. 
we were able to make them feel beautiful and feel confident. And to me, that's why we do the job. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it really is. Well, I think those type of, of rewards are something that sometimes you can only get through a position like you have and, and when you're serving the community like that, and it, it is a very rewarding thing to do. So, yeah, on behalf of everybody, thanks for doing that. I think it's great. We love it. We do. All right. So I'm going to go back to my first question for you two now. And really, I I don't know if you can make me look good, but can I get a verbal commitment from both of you right now to be my personal shopper? I'll pay. I'll pay for that, but I, I need help. <laughs> okay. Well, you never have to pay us, and <laughs> I love it. It's a challenge, but, you know, as long as you know that, you know, denim sweatpants aren't in style. <laughs> if you ever are shopping with us, I'm not going to let you walk out with denim sweatpants. So, <laughs> Oh, you're too <laughs> we, late. We can make you look fabulous. <laughs> and that will make you look good and will make you feel good, too. Yeah, yeah. All right, you two. Well, this has been great. I definitely feel like I know more now than when we first started. And uh, I want to ask for our podcast listeners, are you two willing to stick around for a little bit of bonus content that I've got planned? Sure. Sure. All right. Well, we'll wrap up the radio part right now, and, and then we'll do a little bonus content for our podcast listeners. So thank you so much for coming on. Great. Thank you. Okay. So... Here we are, some bonus content for our podcast listeners, special for you. And and so, Teresa and Catherine, I guess I should explain and explain to our listeners that in my in my other show, on the podcast that I produce for myself called Off Farm Income, I talk all about the way people can live a rural lifestyle and through entrepreneurship and business and things like that. But I'm so intrigued by what the two of you do, and I'm, I'm so business-oriented in the way my mind works, that I wanted to ask you each, for the benefit of our listeners, how one might go about becoming a clothing buyer or a footwear buyer. And I, we'll start with Teresa. Teresa, so what I want to do is, if you could take a moment, as if you were teaching a class or talking to somebody who came up to you and said, hey, I want to do what you do at some point in the future. How do I make this happen? What would you recommend? Well, first I would say don't go buy a shoe store. <laughs> I had a couple people who were like, oh, I love shoes. I bought a shoe store. Now I'm a buyer. What do I do? And so that's a very rough way to, to learn the trade. But, you know, like we hire people at D&B. They work in the footwear department. So I would get a job in a retail store that carries footwear and then just learn everything you can about the footwear that you carry. There's, It's amazing once you start to get into footwear as a category, there's a lot to knowing the different looks, but there's a lot to knowing the different constructions and the different technologies that go into making a boot. Mm -hmm. So once you can get a lot of that stuff done, and as you're helping customers, then again, that's where we get feedback from our stores when they're dealing with customers of, you know, this feels good, this fits better, and just really paying attention to those things and then working your way up. And like with D&B, start at a store level, then you would get up into store management. And then we have a lot of our assistant buyers that have come in from the stores and then work their way up through our system. So companies will have that. And if you decide that you want to branch out on your own, I would definitely say, again, get that on-the-floor experience and then, you know, we have a lot of little boutiques around the area, and they do really well. But it's it's a much more challenging proposition. But, yeah, get on a retail floor and just start working with the product and getting to learn the product. That's really, you know, the nuts and bolts of it. 
Well, and it, it seems like there's so much to know. Uh, so, for example, there's fashion, and then there is uh, the structure of the shoes and how it's all put together. And then on top of all of that, there's mm-hmm. all the different categories. So there's workwear, there's, again, fashion, there is athletics, there's outdoors, there's casual, there's all these different categories. If somebody wanted to work their way into a position someday where they do become an assistant footwear buyer or you know a head footwear buyer or whatever that title may be, should they specialize in becoming an expert in one of those categories or should they should they be more broad than that? I think that you always need to be a good shopper. So I think your knowledge has to be pretty broad. When you're talking about the construction features, once you've got the basics on that, that really translates to every category. And so some of the knowledge that you have will be broad-based knowledge just because it's the soul of the shoe is the soul of the shoe no matter what category you're looking at. Mm -hmm. If you want to get more into that fashion world, that's when trying to, you know, just shop, look online, see what the movie stars are wearing, and just be aware of, I mean, my husband, every time we go on vacation, I'm stopping in shoe stores and staring at people's feet, and (laughs) I know he gets sick of it, but, you know, like Catherine said, love to people watch, and that's kind of how you spot trends and do your job, and so I, I'm in every shoe store I get my chance to go into and just to see what they have and see what products are on the shelf. Great. Well, thank you for that. And, and Catherine, how about you? When it, when it comes to being a clothing buyer, what advice would you give somebody who wants to follow in your footsteps? Well, you know, I'll be honest with you. I, clothing, I've been buying for DMB for three years, but, and it is the first buying position I've had. I've worked in a variety of things. So I felt like I was pretty well-rounded and I've worked in retail and I've worked in real estate and I've merchandised a lot and worked on the floor in stores like Teresa said. So having that well-rounded background definitely helped me understand how the process of a store and a warehouse and buying would work. But realistically, you know, being sure to get your education because in a lot of ways, in livelihood, in lifestyle, and at school because this is a really buying more than I know everyone's always like oh this is so fun you get to pick all this stuff and it is very fun mm-hmm. and I do get to do that but there is definitely a huge accounting side of this of our jobs and so um you know I was never the mathematician but boy I'm learning it now sure. so you know I mean going in with your eyes wide open and being open to that and going okay I can learn this and you know, just realizing that it is going to take, it's more than just picking something out. You have to figure out how it's going to be placed in a, a space and how it fits within your budgets and all those different things. So, you know, educating yourself on it. And there's so many different opportunities out there to get educated. There's internships, you know, working on the floors, combining those, going to school, continuing your education after high school, mm-hmm. you know, technical colleges. There's a lot of different things, but all of those things are going to assist you. And where you're going in hard work, you know, you just got to work hard and figure it out as you go, too. <laughs> great, great answer. Now, that you brought up a really good point. So if somebody's going to go off to trade school or to go get a four-year degree or something like that after high school, and this is their ultimate objective, what would you recommend uh, that they pick as a course of study? <laughs> well, my course of study with, with clothing, textiles, and design and I graduated a long time ago, and like I said, I just I came back to doing this after 20 years of scouting around and doing all these different things. I came back to what I loved, and I would say you pick what you love 
and figure out a way to make money doing it. So I, I, my degree is in clothing, textiles, and design. It coincided with everything I loved. And, you know, you come full circle in your life. So if you love numbers and you love accounting, but you also love fashion, great. Be an accountant. You know, get your degree. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. And then it all works together if you're combining those things. You know, and that's like Tusa was saying about being well-rounded and knowing, you know, both sides of things. There, there really are both sides of the business here. You can have a, be a business major. And you're going to have a really good idea of what you're walking into. Okay. Yeah, yeah that was my major is I was majoring in business. So I would say, like Catherine said, you know, pick the, the course that you love, but I would also make sure that you do take, you know, the Microsoft Office classes. Like yes. We're huge users of Excel and mm-hmm. Word. And, you know, so, you know, don't forget the computer skills because it's, it's an awesome the level that we're, you know, it's an office job. Like Catherine said, we we have budgets and we have a lot of numbers and inventory levels that we have to manage. So definitely spotting the fashion trends and all that stuff is a huge part of what we do. But then it has to all fit in the store, and that's where the numbers and and those Excel sheets and that business and accounting really help. And being well rounded, you know, you've got to. You know, be excited about product. As you can tell, we get really excited about the fashion and the new technology and everything while living within our the budget and the, you know, constraints we have. So, you know, just go for it. Go for the thing you love and you'll make it happen. Okay. Well, that is a load off you two with as technical as clothing are and, and, sh- and footwear is these days in terms of Gore-Tex and SPF and all this type of stuff. I thought you were going to say you have to get a degree in physics or chemistry or something like that so that's (laughs) that's what the designers do (laughs) that's what they have to do well that's lucky well hey again thank you both for doing this interview today and thank you very much for the bonus content this has been absolutely fantastic thank you matt thank you thank you all for joining us today and here is to you and your pursuit of the country lifestyle however you define it for the dnb show i'm matt breckwald